Hello, ladies and... Can you call people ladies and gentlemen anymore? That's a serious... That's nah, not canceled. making it into canceled. the final thing. Go fuck thing. yourself. You're cancelled. Like, I am being... offended. Okay, hello, everyone, and welcome yeah. back to the Super Show podcast, episode number 154, which... Correct. Yeah, thank you. And I guess uh, for those of you who are good at maths, that means you'll notice that we're hurtling quickly towards three whole years of podcasting. And in, t- in anticipation of hitting such a milestone, why not assemble the uh, Avengers, some might say, the Marvel's wow. Avengers of uh, video game voices, video game personalities, uh, the gangster, the killer, the dope dealer, who's who, that's for you to decide. Um, <laughs> I'm here, Chris is here, Jonesy's here, and we are going to join forces to chat video games, aren't we, lads? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Full um, house as well, fellas, two for two. We're, yeah. we're winning in, in 2023, apparently. Yeah. Some I would say it's like a begin the year as you mean to go on kind of thing, but let's see how we look next week, <laughs> you know, and the week after. And, uh, you know, let's feel this thing out as we go, right? Hey, I'm just yeah, here to take it exactly. easy. Take it easy. If 2020 taught me anything, it was, it was expect the unexpected, so never make any long-term plans. That's okay. a good idea. And... If you're listening to this, I recommend you don't make any short-term plans because the next hour, hour and a half, two hours of your life are completely taken care of, and it's by us because you're already listening and or watching to the only video game or video game-adjacent product you need in your life, whether you are watching it on YouTube, whether you are listening to it on audio podcasting platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. I always remix iTunes there. I choose you, like Ralph Wiggum. Um, there's a picture of a train yeah exactly and you can also catch up with us on social media the handle on twitter is at super show pod uh we sometimes check in on what's going on over there you know check our dms see if anyone has tagged us in any hot memes chris is usually responsible for those kind of shenanigans so don't be afraid to reach out and try and give him a laugh make him chuckle in the middle of his unbelievably boring work day have we had anything lately chris (laughs) Uh no, my life continues to be bleak because no one's been sending us messages. So you know thanks what? for that. I'm go- I'm going to send a DM to at Super Show Pod tomorrow morning. And as we've discussed before uh, on this very podcast, I think there's nothing more fitting than a dick pic. So um, will it be hard? Will it be soft? Let me know what you think. I'm going to send in the comments down below. Nah, only chubs accepted. Like I'm going to try and get in the mind of Chris, and I'm going to try and send him. Elden Ring based meme that he will enjoy. Oh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to do that tomorrow. I think that's I like a nice that. idea. I like that. That's that's thank you, Jonesy. I, I appreciate that. That's nice. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I haven't done it yet, but you're welcome. <laughs> it's a thoughtful gesture, just as thoughtful as we were when we gave the gift of this podcast to the fine folks at Paisley Radio, so that they can rebroadcast <laughs> it for your listening enjoyment. The link for that is paisleyradio.com. It's broadcast out at Thursdays at 10 p.m. It's repeated on Mondays at 10 p.m. So if you ever fancy listening to this fine show, this fine piece of programming in a slightly different format, then once again, paisleyradio.com. Get some digital radio in your life. Um, can I can I make a request? I would love it if a Paisley Radio person mm. tweeted us and just said hello because I'm I would I That'd would love cool. to. I don't know if anyone listens to it on Paisley Radio, but it would be I, I it'd be nice. So tweet us at Super Show Pod. Just say a little. It doesn't have to be DMs. It could just be on the open Twitter and just say sup. Hell yeah, sup. Um, I so we know that obviously Paisley Radio is a, a, a Scottish, but from what I understand, they've got quite a large American audience. 
And I always like to imagine, you know, close my eyes and picture the scenario of an ice road trucker listening to us in a, in a, you know, while he's uh, traversing the crickety crack ice. I like it. I like I, it. That's just how I like to kind of think that we, we appeal to, you know, the salt of the earth, the masses. Mm. And if not an ice road trucker, then like at second best, we will settle for a Euro Truck Simulator 2 player, someone yep. who just goes on extended 8 to 12 hour long play sessions and needs us in his or her life uh, as they virtually truck across, not quite ice, but the uh, the treacherous roads of uh, mainland Europe. Which, Keep you know, on trucking. Hey. Yeah, sometimes you have to remember which side of the road to drive on. It's crazy. <laughs> um, do you know what else is crazy? Foxes. Bo- did you say boxes? Foxes. Oh, foxes fo- are pretty crazy. Actually, I'll, I'll accept that as an answer, yes. Yeah. As Sometimes it sounds like tramps are like fighting outside of my window, but it's just foxes. It's weird. Honestly, like if you thought humans like created a very fine line between fighting and fucking, you like foxes, you've got another thing coming when you start listening to their nighttime adventures. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yes, it is. It is absolutely mental. Go on, Jamie. Give us a, give, give us a uh, drop some bars as a fox. Like, what do they sound like when they oh, no, I'm boning not, I'm slash not fighting? Come on, I'm come not going to go there. No, you because it's it. some of the most high pitched, like disturbing yelping. Like that was the part. <laughs> do you remember the uh, the iconic viral hit? What does the fox say? Uh, yes, yeah. ring a ding, was, ding, ding, was, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that was always like the missing piece of the puzzle. Is actually. Foxes sound very interesting, and that they're not exploring that territory at, at all. That's why that was a four out of ten track. I'm pretty sure Chris just tore us off a bit of uh, the frog. Not, not what does the fox say? Yeah, in, ding, ding, in, ding, in ding, South ding, Africa, they had a rip off called the Crazy Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I think the doesn't the, in the song doesn't the fox? Uh, he what what do you call it? It's like the jazz thing. It does like a whip it up, do bum, skip it up, no. Dum, dum. It's, no, I'm telling you, it does. The fox he does a ring a ding ding thing. I promise you. He doesn't. There's no ring a ding dings. He, he's like a scat. He's like a scat guy. Mate, he's like a jazz scat we, guy. We we will wait and listen in silence while you just go and fucking Google that. I I listen to it regularly because my kids are obsessed with it. And I'm telling you, the fox he loves a bit of scat because it's the so, whole thing is like, what? does it say this? Does it say that? But then the fox comes along and starts scatting in the woods. Skip it up, dude. I think you're listening to like a bootleg. Bro, like no, I, I think know. we're both. Every we're everyone both right. in the comments is now laying into Chris and being like, "What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. You're talking yeah. about the crazy all, frog." All five people that comment on us just to tell us, like, "Hey guys, <laughs> it's the today. scat. Good to see it's you. scat have fox. One hundred percent scat fox. I mean, foxes do scat like scat. Fox. Don't mind a bit mm. of scat, do you? Yeah, I don't. Um, speaking of scat, uh, there's uh, a couple of video games coming out in the next couple of weeks um, that, are, that are drawing various amounts of attention. It's funny, when we were chatting last week, I was talking optimistically about starting Elden Ring soon because I thought I wouldn't have anything to play for, like, I don't know, at least the rest of January. And I looked at the schedule and realized how uh, wrong I was. Uh, obviously, Dead Space is around the corner. People are looking mm-hmm. forward to that. One game, though, that is... Um, has so far, at least, based on demos and previews, been met with a slightly more mixed reception, uh, is Forspoken, the uh, upcoming, I guess you'd call it, uh, open-world action-adventure game set in a fantastical land where you play as a once-citizen of... Is, is it New York, or is it just a New York-adjacent city who gets whisked up into a magical world and, thanks to a weird, like, talking bracelet thing, figures out that they can... Um, uh, use and harness these uh, magical abilities to 
fight what I presume a local wildlife uh, that were just minding their own business before you came along and started tearing shit up. Shit, tearing shit up. Um, As it happens, yeah. Yeah, when we played the demo a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jonesy, I think it was, was it you played it as well, right? I did, yeah. We weren't entirely sure how we felt about it. And uh, I think even the feeling at the time was we maybe needed to see a little bit more of the finished product and how the chunk of the game that we played fed into the the bigger picture. Um, I'm sure, in fact, that that's a sentiment that a lot of reviewers and critics and and uh, personalities out there on the internet can can get behind. Unfortunately, some of those individuals may not be able to share that information because it turns out that there is going to be limited access to review copies for certain uh, individuals, for certain personalities, even for certain websites and publications. Um, and it's not entirely clear what, uh, it, what that's based off and who's going to be getting review copies and who isn't um, and why. Uh, some outlets that we know for sure are not going to get, or as of report at uh, the time of recording, have not yet received review codes include SkillUp, the uh, YouTuber that a lot of people look to for, uh, I think, you know, popular and unbiased opinions. There's also Windows Central. Um, you may not know them, but they're at, like them and a lot of their writers are very active on Twitter. I'm sure you've come across yeah. some of their journalists in the past. BGC, The Escapist, similar stories over there. And I believe you were saying, Jonesy, that um, SkillUp tweeted that he knew of at least seven outlets that had talked about, uh, at least in private, not having access to review copies of the game. Um, yes. It gets yeah. a bit, this is what I, I was trying to find um, confirmation, but I saw a couple of weird sto- uh, sort of contrasting stories about this. So SkillUp obviously didn't receive a code and said, yeah, he's been privately told seven other big outlets didn't get codes. Mm-hmm. I then could, there was uh, some uh, a rumor that Square Enix had said the reason that the people hadn't got codes was actually like a mistake and that they, they, should, have, they should have received codes and it was just like an error. Right. Well, I can't find any confirmation of that. And also it's weird because you'd think if that's the error, just send them a damn code like the next day. Yes, or, it, or, you literally know. just like an email, right? And yeah. then that, yes. that would be something that SkillUp would like then tweet out like, oh, actually, yeah, there was a mistake and I did get a code. But I, to my knowledge, he hasn't tweeted anything. So, no. Know. So no. does that lead you guys to believe that perhaps this is a, a less of a mistake as it's being made out to be, and is perhaps part of a slightly more structured or planned attempt to perhaps maybe, and this is, you know, complete, you know, speculation at best, um, uh, uh, part of a plan to ensure that review copies don't get in the hands of outlets or individuals who may give this game less favorable reviews. Which I, I, uh, yeah, other games and studios and publishers have been accused of in the past. Yeah, but they but they released a demo. This is the this is the head scratcher. Sometimes when they've mm-hmm. got something to hide, okay, which usually results in them not handing out a key to reviewers, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a bit concerning. But there was a there's a fucking demo that anyone could play and anyone could get a sense of. I don't like, think that means anything. Like I've I've learned. Unfortunately, that there's a few games that they release a demo of, and and we've had this before. Like, and I and I, yeah. I think I've had literally that I've had the thoughts, and then and I think like I'm specifically thinking about like Marvel Avengers. You played that demo, <laughs> and I think and I was like, oh, but I bet they'll change this and they'll fix that and fix this, and then we have had the conversation, which is no, they won't. They don't have time. It's they, they've only got months out. This is a got to be a relatively recent build, and so the fact that they put a demo out, I don't think means that much because the, you can hide behind the. It's only a small fraction of the game. You're just getting a taste. Yeah, I, but all, all I'm saying is it just feels like it muddies the water. Like maybe 
I get what you I get what you mean. Like, why would you put a demo out if you were that worried about it? But then a lot of games I feel do. Yeah, because you got you got to remember as well. It 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 wasn't a beta. It wasn't a, a network test. It was like here's a fucking demo, and the mm-hmm. point of the demo is to play the game to understand what it's all about, and you can make up your own mind. And usually, when companies or game devs do that, and publishers they they throw their weight behind their product. They're like, no, no, we believe in this, and here you go. You know, like maybe we need to try and convince people to just kind of try it because we stand by our product. And uh, this is yeah. kind of like mudding the water. So maybe it maybe it does mean that it does have some something to do with like a fuck up on, on sending out the codes. Uh, but at the same time, it's just a fucking email. Like just fucking do it if that is the case. I don't know. It's it's a bizarre one to me. My See, my, my the one I'm sort of tempted by is the idea that, and some people have thrown this out there, is that the people who didn't get review codes may well have been people that didn't respond that favorably favorably to the demo or who who were sharing things to do with the leak, the hour of uh, gameplay that got leaked. And so is there, you know, is it, it's almost like um, uh, reciprocation for that. Which is, uh, well, I don't like the idea of that. I don't like the idea of like a punitive. We're not sending you a code yeah. because you didn't give our game favorable, like, look on demo. But can, can I give you my possible. hot take on that, which isn't very hot at all? And it should be yeah. everyone's take. If that is the case, then fuck Square Enix. Like, don't do that then. Like, don't, yeah. don't offer any codes if that's the case. You shouldn't be able to gatekeep this from anyone's opinion. Fuck you. Like, this is 2023. Right. We're not in that game anymore. Like, that shouldn't be happening. And if you think that that happens, or if it's even a, an individual, I don't mind fucking calling out that individual, tying them up and stringing them in the street for people to fucking <laughs> pelt their, their shit at and rotten tomatoes and teabag them and shit. Like, that shit needs to stop. And it should have stopped a long time ago. And if that is the case, then fuck Square Enix. Simple. Yeah. No, I get that. Like, there have been weird cases in the past where, you know, blacklisting has been a thing, whether the publication has known about it or not. Like, I think Kotaku versus uh, Bethesda was uh, a big one, like, many years ago in uh, pre-Microsoft Bethesda era, and that was to do with uh, Kotaku reporting and re-reporting on, like, leaks and and, and leaked information and stuff like that. And Bethesda were just like, we're just not going to give you anything anymore. Then Bethesda, ironically... um, changed their own review policy, right? So then they started only giving out review copies like, was it 24 hours before the game came out? But I think, Chris, you kind of, yeah, you kind of, like, you know, wandered into the territory where my head was at, which is, look, we've heard about games that have review embargoes that drop when the game comes out, so a consumer can't prepare themselves. We've heard about game uh, publishers or studios sending out copies two days before, and the game's 300 hours long and reviewers can't possibly hope to inform consumers in time for launch day and people who are weighing up pre-ordering and so on and so forth. But this is neither of those cases. This is a game that has been in some people's hands for around a week. The review embargo, I believe, is tomorrow, which is uh, Monday at the time of recording, which would be the day before release, which isn't that much notice, but it's notice enough. You can cancel a pre-order, you know, with that much notice uh, if you want to. Um... And the key thing is, like you said, it's it's select publications, it's select outlets, it's select individuals. You know, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, big spreads on IGN and GameSpot tomorrow afternoon or whenever it is the 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 reviews go live. So when you pick certain individuals out and say, actually, you're not going to get access to this for one reason or other, it does, whether there is or not, it does make it look like there's some kind of agenda at hand, whether that's punishment yeah. for something, as you guys both talked it- about, or whether it's to avoid negative press. It just seems like playing fa- yeah, 
yeah, it seems like it's they're playing they're playing favorites. Like, oh, well, we'll know that IGN will give us a fucking good score because they're IGN and they, you know, they're a business more often than they are actual just reviewers. So fucking bonus, you know. And that's bullshit. Like that shouldn't be the case at all. And the only person that loses is the consumer, and that's annoying. Yeah. Do you well, guys think that? Um, do you think there'll be anything to tell from the outlets who don't have reviews tomorrow? So will you, will you be interested to see who doesn't have them and whether that will give you an insight into um, what, you know what the reasoning behind it was? That's tough, man. Uh, yeah, because based on the ones we do know about by name, I don't think there's necessarily a common thread in terms of like, oh, these are all outlets that we know are tougher or stricter on games than others or have been more outspoken in the past or have been anti-Square Enix in the past or anything like that. So I don't know if... It's, why, been... it's why it's a bit weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I'm not sure we'll get the reviews tomorrow and see like a through line between the publications that are missing when the review embargo drops. I, I think it's going to look a bit more scattershot than that. But it probably, you know, it might be quiet and it might take the full week for, you know, the full gamut of reviewers to have to have let their opinions loose on the internet, which is you know not great if you're excited for the game. Yeah, I, 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 I tell you what. No, go on, Chancy. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'll tell you what, um, I wouldn't be surprised at, and I'm not saying this is what these guys, what Square have done with this, but I wouldn't be surprised that in future, given the number of people who want to be reviewers, who want to be involved in the games industry, I wouldn't be surprised if rather than not sending out review codes, like in general, you start, like, big companies started to sort of hand select, you know, a whole group of reviewers that they wanted to send stuff to just to sort of, like, bump up their Metacritic scores. Uh, sorry, they're, they're like... Uh, preview scores before a game comes out because they know, oh, these people are into this or these people are small enough that they'll be so happy of getting a review copy that they'll be a little bit more favourable. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more, to be honest. But I don't think this is a case of that. I just find this weird. Like, this to me seems... I was just wondering if it is a, re- a re- response to, you know, leaking, putting up leaked footage or giving, you know, having a negative opinion of the demo. It seems a little bit weirder because otherwise, why would you bother? Like, just send it out, man. Like it's not going to help you by not setting it to skill up in VGC. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, it's strange. And I, I don't think either possible explanation, whether it's like an inclusive thing where they selected the outlets they wanted to send it to, or an exclusionary thing where they selected the outlets that didn't work. Like, either way, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're still creating, you know, a, a, like a, your, a, a handwritten menu of people that you want to taste uh, your delicious, delicious food. Um, how delicious it's, it actually is remains to be seen. It's, it's one thing I always found funny because when we, you know, like when we used to do, we used to get the odd game through for review. Um, they were, even though like they didn't send games, physical versions of games out, they would still occasionally be like, oh, sorry, we don't have any codes for you. And you'd be like, they're codes. Surely you have unlimited number of codes. And it's like, oh no, you know, we've got and you're like, it's, it's, it is bullshit, isn't it? It's like this weird control. Robert, Robert Mugabe thing. over here, just keep printing, just keep printing. Like, <laughs> They have to have some value. Well, I, I, yeah, I think I think it, it's diff- different cases, though, right? If you are reaching out to a PR agency, they probably do have limited codes. But if you're reaching out to the de- like the publishers themselves, then yeah, just fucking get more codes, dill holes. Yeah, I, th- I remember ca- occasions when we would be like, "We need more codes for this," and they'd be like, "Yeah, right." There's like five codes. And you're yeah, like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's been like, other times where it's like, oh, we can only offer you Xbox because that's all we've got left. And we're like, okay. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. But it's a code. Surely they're unlimited. Or like, like we've yeah. run out of like the deluxe version of the game. We can only give you the regular version of the game mm. and stuff like that. 
Um, but yeah, like Josie said, I've, I I can I can think of an example within the last, um, well, I'd say within the last six to nine months of someone who we know that went to, um, I think someone who worked, they worked at the studio, they weren't a member of like a PR company or a middleman, and they were they said, how many codes do you want? And I think it was either seven or nine, and the person was like, yeah, cool, they're on their way. Um, <laughs> yeah. On the basis that like it was probably considered like good publicity and like, hey, these are nine better homes in terms of, you know, getting the message out there as from a yeah. PR perspective than, with all due respect, some, you know, three-man podcast with 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, oh, we'd never get a look. We would never get a look in. I don't know, like, yeah, Jesus Christ, we're not getting anywhere. But when we obviously had a little bit more when we had, we had a bit more clout when we had uh, full-time gaming. Like, still not amazing, but um, uh, not bad. Grand scheme of things, like, we had, we, oh, we, we had some, we had some cool shit with all time gaming, and, and it felt like at one point we did. that we were just started ramping up. Yeah, we, we yeah. bro, bro, we were flown to other countries on like <laughs> multiple on days long trips to to preview video games, like completely on other people's expenses. Like it still blows my some, mind, man. Like some, some good of that opportunities stuff. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Good, at least got the memories, right, gang? Take a look um, at us now. I, I'm, I'm still blown away by I'm still blown away by totally game. See, pre you boys, we got oh, sent God, so go. much shit. Like no, because it didn't make any sense. We had like no, we had barely any subscribers. But it was so early in those days that they sent us everything. They sent us like PlayStation's, Wii's, like Nintendo's, anything you could want. They were like, here you go, here you go, here you go. Copies of games, here you go, here you go. And I was always like, I don't understand this, man. Why are these big companies sending us shit? And it's just the time. It was just the time. It was the fucking Wild West. But it also goes it the other way, right? Like, like now, like, I'm sure people still send, like, Jinx TV fucking codes and stuff. And like, where the fuck's Jinx TV? I mean, I'm yeah, sure, right, like, yeah. there, there's some fucking defunct email for Machinima that's getting codes. Just fucking, you know, like, like the family died and you go back to the house to, like, clear out. And there's just, like, a pile of mail. It's like, stop sending me stuff. It's dead. It has to be. Oh, like every two days, like you see a tweet from someone who works in like PR or marketing or community management who's like, send me your emails or let me know who you are. I'm building the list. It's like so many <laughs> yeah. people have built so many lists. Uh, <laughs> Chris is absolutely right. At some point, like, yeah, it's just going to be, yeah, like links and, and codes going to who knows where. Um, but look, let's put a bow on Forspoken in the most cliche way possible. Um, mm. I'm going to invite you both to let me know your Metacritic predictions for Forspoken and oh. caveat at the end of the first week of release, not mm. launch day. Oh, are we are we including uh, review bombing? No, I'm going to go with critic uh, score on Metacritic, mm. which presumably will not include any review bombing. It might. It fucking it would be. <laughs> yeah, we got a new story for next week's podcast. If it does, can I can I give you a, yes, a, a small a small range? Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, I'd accept a range. Right. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm saying seventy-two to seventy-four. That's that, that's a nice, that's a tight enough range that I'll accept that as an answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go sixty-nine. Of course you are, Jonesy. Yeah, loves a bit of sixty-nine, uh, Jonesy. But I, I, I still think with Forspoken, I still think it's gonna find its audience. So I, th- I don't think it will do necessarily that well with the critics. I think it will get quite low. I think like sixty-nine, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if out if inside of like. You know, the first year, it's got a core of people who love the shit out of that game. Yeah, we were talking about it before we hit record on the podcast, but like, if if Sonic Origins can find a fucking audience, like, you know, yeah, 
but that's I think that's the weird thing about. So, but then, as long as games aren't shit, they're going to find an audience, I guess. But I'm not trying to say that it's. I'm not trying to say that it's going to be shit. I'm just sort of because there are some games which are crap and just trash, and they shouldn't <laughs> find an audience, and they don't, and it's a good thing. But there are some where you're like, okay, it's not for me, but I'm glad it's found its audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, like, 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 honestly, I think, I think for spoken will be fine. Like, I, 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 I don't think anything's going to be massively like off-putting about it i think it'll be fine i think people will either like it or they won't like it but it's not going to be like any kind of visceral behavior unless it is part of a review bombing kind of thing yeah i agree with chris i don't i don't think there's anything that's going to be like viscerally bad enough to cause it to be a car crash i think people are going to be rubbed it, up it's the vanilla sorry. ice cream of gaming it looks like I, to see me. i think i think there are going to be elements of it that are controversial like we talked a lot through horizon and god of war last year about uh talkative characters and like people who don't know when to shut their mouths in games i think there's going to be a lot of that in force but they've got a slider do they have a verbosity slider yeah i think they do that wasn't that yeah the you can't not oh i don't on think the, it was on a the slider bang, but you can't turn it down or the, on the bracelet things you can all i know is i've seen some excerpts from I don't know if they're cutscenes or you know in engines oh, just like, like dialogue, dialogue sequences, yeah. and yeah, it's just like hey, like hey, it turns out that trailer might not have been like a one-off in terms of like really <laughs> awkward Joss Whedon inspired dialogue that is uh, flooded um, in Forspoken. But you know, we'll see. It's it's a PS5 game, like it's not cross-gen, so people are gonna have their eyes on it for that reason. Um, it's also gonna yeah. be one for the for the Sony ponies and the uh, the PlayStation fans to scream from the rooftops about because it's obviously not coming to xbox in any way um but we'll see i yeah i i i, I don't know i think i think i think you're the range between the two of you like if jonesy's low was 69 and chris's high was 73 74 74 74 i think it's good i think it could land between them there and if it goes above then fair play yeah i, I kind of find it's gonna it's coming out at a weird time like you've got a game you know not many games come out with like magic in that kind of sense and feel like the demo had you know like almost you know you're casting spells and you're doing this and then like what two weeks later um you've got harry uh hogwarts coming out it's like a bit of a so that's a bit hogwarts, of is, me, hogwarts like, is quite a lot later isn't it it's february tw- 20th end of feb, feb 20, so it's like a whole month end of feb. oh jesus no it's not even the end of feb it's 10th of feb this year it's literally like mental. two weeks it's, yeah it's real yeah, you know what is three weeks, hysterical three about that is literally last week we were Satya going through all the release dates because <laughs> yeah because like dead space was an, uh, i mentioned it earlier dead space was another one that was like what the fuck yeah and in chris you know you and i were talking about um uh well i guess we have to call it like a dragon now because you know, yeah drop the yakuza yeah. game entirely but like uh yeah like a dragon okay. issue. yeah shit is uh, happening uh, redfall Three days. I keep on seeing the tweets. That I think that's three days until that, um, like showcasey live streamy thing that they're a part of. Not until oh release. shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't believe. know. Like, like I said, it's it's on my Twitter timeline, and it just says three days Redfall. And I'm like, oh, God, I guess that I game's mean, coming up. <laughs> Redfall. I, it doesn't have a release date. I'm sure it will get one in three days, and I'm sure it'll be right. closer than we're comfortable with. So <laughs> you are still right in that sense. Um, hey, but like e- even Red, even Redfall. Like, sorry to diverge here but even redfall hmm. man like us sinking our teeth into a another co-op game like that we can maybe actually all of us play like yeah absolutely game pass like yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so 
It's, it's, it is the dream. Um, and speaking of dreams, we are living the dream right now uh, by recording this podcast. And the thing that enables us to continue living said dream is the support of all the fine folks who have headed over to patreon.com forward slash super show and supported us as we continue to venture forth into the uh, the weary, wide, uh, scary, <laughs> often world of video game podcasting. Um, so a huge shout out and a huge thank you to everyone that has gone over there, everyone that has contributed in whatever way, uh, shape or form. Uh, it really does mean a lot. And it is the thing that enables us to keep going uh, through rain and shine. There are some names on screen now. Thank you all uh, to you. Thank you to you all uh, so much. I'm also going to give some shout outs to Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Brimstone, Cole K, Crow's Perch, Davnat Coburn, I Snort Rock Salt, Jesper Cam, Dahl Nielsen, Leo Merger, Mindful Pig, Mr. Anthropic, Pastors Guild, and the big dogs, the directors or the members of the board or the head honchos <laughs> and all of the above. Brett Z, a.k.a. Shellshock, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Bookread, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and that's, I don't know why I went, like, Peaswad, like, there's a name after Peaswad, that's, that's, that's the end of that list. Um, that's just an intonation error on my part. And I'm sorry <laughs> about that. Um, wow. No, okay. no, seriously, thank you. As the Empire who Strikes is, Back. Um, the Empire Strikes Back, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and as someone who is uh, filing taxes and paying said taxes as we speak, um, I both love and hate you all um, ever so much. Um, but thank you. Ed, every, every time I hear Jamie do like read out stuff like that, it, I just want him to be a late night like talk show DJ. I would love that so I much. fuck up too if, much. I, nah, you 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 ace it, mate. I'd, I'd be driving home from anywhere. I just want it to be dark out, a little bit of rain. Ice road trucker, the heat the heat's on. Not not ice road trucker. I like in a car, so I don't I don't want the responsibility of driving a truck. <laughs> and I want the heat on. It's, it's nice and warm. I'm I've, maybe I've just got myself. I pulled over and maybe got myself a hot drink from somewhere. Which is the radio. That click. Okay, yeah, sure. That. That uh, a warm limp wristy from the prostitute in the seat next to me, <laughs> and that click on the radio as you turn the volume up, and Jamie's voice just comes on. And he's like, just some so smooth chairs in the background. There's a musical you've, bed. You've decided Welcome to back. turn the volume up after the hand job has started. Just to- during, during, yeah, yeah. Like I just want something to entertain me while she's limply yeah, to, to mm, slip, slip him into it. You know, she doesn't enjoy her job, mate. To be fair, nah. she's only there for the the paycheck, and she's not getting paid that well. I can't, so. I can't have those streams being crossed. That's like when. Like if I open up an incognito browser and watch porn and do my business and then like close the window and it so it reverts back to the other window I had opened, it was like a YouTube video and some dude sat there. And I'm like, oh, go away, hang on, no. Like I know I've already come, but like give me a few seconds to cool off before I start seeing dudes' faces again. Love it. Like yeah. I'm still kind of in yeah. the zone. Like I'm still like the arms on the back. Get away from me. Yeah, exactly. Not um, glow with fucking uh, Logan Paul. Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, it, like it is that like you don't you don't want that post nut like clarity that post nut euphoria to be disturbed by like a hairy gaming commentator or something like like, like we are. I like, d- I don't think you'd be talking about gaming though in this radio show. I think I think you'd be more like an LBC kind of yeah. Uh, take talk about anything of the day. Yes, it's Collins, and it'll be any any topic of the day. And Jamie there just like. You know, throwing out some stuff. Okay, yeah, I guess. But then, like, Coolins, I'm not like I'm not like a big politics guy. Like, who's that? James James O'Brien. James O'Brien. James O'Brien. Like, I could do. I could. He just goes. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
Like, that's well, really so good. Gonna, you nailed it. That was yeah. that's really good impression. But, no, that's the, that's my impression of James O'Brien no, you're listening, right, aren't you? listening you're to right. someone spread misinformation about Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And who's going to pay for that then, Jim? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's yeah. that's apparently that's all I ever see that guy do. Um, that, that's anyway, a that's really like good a, impression. Nice. That's like, like that a was really um, that was regional uh, joke. Um, <laughs> but like radios uh, can be important devices, uh, devices for uh, sharing hot, sexy vocal tones, devices for listening to music, or in post-apocalyptic North America, devices for getting back in touch with your long-lost brother, as one character did in a TV show that all three of us mm. watched the debut episode of this week, Jonesy. Because you're what the person segue. that put it in a spreadsheet. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to invite you uh, to kick off our discussion of the show which I'm talking about. Of course, The Last of Us, which debuted on HBO uh, to as a rip-roaring success uh, this past week. Uh, 4.7 million viewers for its debut across TV and streaming. That's the third biggest TV launch for HBO ever. Um, only usurped by House of the Dragon, which of course was a... Uh, spin-off of the very popular Game of Thrones show and Boardwalk Empire, but you have to go all the way back to 2010 for that. So for us people living in the modern era, it's a big deal and it's a video game adaptation. That's cool. Jonesy, what did you think? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, it was... It was. It was. It actually wrote a really interesting line where it was. It nailed like the feel of the game um, in that, you know, the setup and the environments and the characters and the sort of how it looked and how dank and drab and, you know, like dreary and, and all that feel from the, the first um, uh, opening sort of hours of the game. And I think they absolutely nailed it. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, I, was, I was definitely not sure on the characters going in. I was like, who, the, you know, I wasn't sure of Pedro Pascal, I wasn't sure of Bella Ramsey. Um, but by the t- when they sort of put on screen together, I was, all fears were were completely put to one side. Mm. Um, and I'm excited to see how they do. I'm, some of the like I was, I'm still not. I, I think I'm still sort of umming and ahhing about what they're going to do with it going forward. Like I want to see where they're going to go. I want to see how they expand like the roster of characters. I want to see if they keep that up. But as is, I think they did a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah. Chris, yeah, you, are you in agreement? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I was just just thinking there, like we're. Jones, he was saying he wants to see how they expand things. And we know that they are going to expand some of the relationships and introduce a few characters that weren't in the game. But I just wonder, like, what do you guys think? Do you think, do you think that's necessary? Do you think that, like, I, I look at the ga- uh, a game like thought the story of the game of The Last of Us, and I think to myself, like, it doesn't necessarily need more characters. It doesn't necessarily need stuff fleshed out. There's already a lot to kind of tread through. Um, obviously they do want to make it into like a bit of a franchise and kind of like expand it out to multiple seasons. So I get the need for expanding things where they can, but I don't, I just don't necessarily think that they need to per se, but that aside, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Um, as, as Jonesy said, just echoing what he said, like the, the tone and feel of it, like really fucking, they nailed it. Um, some of the things where they did kind of diverge a little bit, absolutely fine. Like nothing mm-hmm. seemed out of place or off-putting. It was all good, um, and yeah, I'm I, I, I'm amazed at Bella Ramsey sounding exactly like I remember Ellie sounding in that game. Like spookily, exactly the same in my mind. Probably isn't, but you know, if you get like one of those YouTube videos, like side by side comparisons, probably way off. But to my mind, it's like, oh my god, she's fucking nailed it. Um, Pedro Pascal, fucking great, great choice as an actor. Um, 
And more than that, I'm just glad that it's opening up this discourse on like good game stories. Um, obviously, you know, one of the best regarded game stories, of course, is going to make good TV. And as long as you put it, and just go show, put it in the hands of people that actually care about it, and maybe you'll have a good product rather than a cynical ca- cash grab and like, hey, gamers have money and we want to yeah. exploit them, you know? Um, I, I thought it was really cool. I'm really excited to see where they go. I had a, we, we were we were having lots, lots of conversations on, on our WhatsApp group, right? And one of the questions I asked, you guys never answered, so I'm going to ask it now, put you under the spotlight. Um, it was less of a question, more of a statement, I think, where I said, I wonder if this season doesn't follow the entirety of the story, like it doesn't wrap up the story of the first game in this first season. I think it will, personally. Yeah? Yeah. I think I think this will end in the exact same way that The Last of Us ends, but I think parts of the last and second to last episode will be used to flashback to the Left Behind DLC or like stories from within the Left Behind DLC. Um, yeah, and sure. as well as some other um, bits that aren't in the game at all, just because of like what we know about who certain performers have been cast as. Ashley Johnson, for one, when mm-hmm. you know who her character is in the show, not the game, um, yeah. uh, then you're like, oh, well, that's theoretically, enti- to my knowledge, at least entirely new. But I think, yeah, it will wrap up where, ep- like, where the first uh, Last of Us wraps up. Okay. I, what I will say is I think they, there will be twists that are not there to, like, just fuck with gamers, but they're because they've, like, reached a different... Like, I heard one person theorise that... And, I like, this isn't this is a f- fan theory, so it's not a spoiler, <laughs> but if you don't even want to hear a fan theory, skip forward 30 seconds. But, like, I heard one, one people say, like, oh, what if the reason Bill and Frank are being talked about as a duo is because... In the TV show, they kill Frank and uh, sorry, they kill Bill and and not Frank. Like, what if they reverse it and like it's and, and then like, still okay. around? Yeah, yeah. The, the other the other the other way around. Um, oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know how I'd feel about that, but I guess that I, it would make me think, which isn't a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah. I think there'll be a few moments like that, is what I'm saying. But otherwise, it will be. Yeah. Uh, ending the same way that I, I, I just want to go on the record saying that I think the season's going to end where Joel gets injured, and then season two is going to start oh, wow. up with with Ellie, um, like looking like foraging, killing rabbits. You Man, know. that would be such a bummer having to wait like another year. Yeah, I know. Rest I know, but I, I, I just yeah, have, I don't want them to do that. I just had this that feeling that that suck. But who knows? Yeah, There's, I, know, but I, 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 I think Jamie's right. I, I think season. I think game one will be season one. I think there will be diversions and I, I think they need it because um, you're going to, you know, like a, how I think it's like an hour and a half every episode. It's like nine episodes. And so that is a well, lot fellas, to cover. It's a lot the, of time. The next episode, with no game, I, I believe, is 55 minutes. And then the episode mm-hmm. after that oh, okay. is again o- over an hour. Like right. by, quite substantially, yeah. I believe they, they released those times. So it's interesting so that think- they're kind of like wavering. Yeah, no, I suppose because they want to get the story they want to get in each episode, which which makes sense. Because if you think there's no gameplay, so if you've got to boil that story down to the cutscenes effectively, and then you've yeah. got to make like dramatize it, I do think they need more. And it's also that you need more in the sense because you can't build the uh, the character arcs in the gameplay like you can like you can in the game. You need that to happen in cutscenes and stuff. So, for yeah. example, one thing that happened. Um, which I wasn't sure about when I first saw it, but where, where Joel takes, uh, sorry, where Sarah goes off and like gets Joel's watch fixed and things, which obviously doesn't happen in the game. 
you needed all of that because you had to kind of get because at first when she was first on the screen I was a bit like ah oh, she's a lot older than I thought Sarah mm. was I think this is going to be like a is this going to be a different sort of relationship is it going to feel different and that actress had a lot of heavy lifting to do which I said I think I said to you guys in the WhatsApp group to get you giving a shit enough about her in a short space of time in order for that to be an impactful scene whereas in the game obviously you have that because you're playing as Joel and yeah. you feel like you have a connection to Sarah and I think they did such a good job of building that kind of like especially by having her as the focus because then it's like holy shit like i would love to have seen people's reactions to that scene having oh like never not, not, not known again. Yeah. yeah 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 that would have been cool yeah for sure like i think for me that kind of loops back around to like chris you were talking about the discord that's been reignited about the last of us and there's lots of back and forth and argument over you know that kind of in, in inverted commas title of like what is the best story in games um and like for me, The Last of Us was never about it being the best story in games because I think like the A to B, if you were to kind of like be reductive about it, is is not that exciting. It's not that crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's, like for me, The Last of Us was always like one of the best realized stories in games in terms of mm. the characters and the arcs that they went on and the way they were brought to life and the slightly more sort of like mature and grounded approach that the, that game took to. Um, it's storytelling and the relationships it allowed to develop between characters, um, and that made all those sort of the you know those meaningful scenes as between you know whether we talk about Bill and Frank or Henry and Sam or whoever like they all hit really hard in the way that um, I hope they do in the show, and that's why I'm totally cool with uh, this show clawing a little bit more ground for itself to experiment with how it's going to realize its world. And like Chris said, there were additions they made here. Like little tweaks, like uh, again, sorry, very minor spoilers here for anyone that hasn't seen the first episode of the, sh- episode of the show. But like the idea that um, rather than just presuming Tommy is you know still alive and at the dam with the fireflies or whatever, Joel has like did have some form of communication with mm. Tommy that has now ceased, and like you get a little insight into that radio room that everyone like tens of people are queuing up for at once and spending ration cards like desperately trying to get in touch with loved ones because. Like, of course they would be in, you know, the United States that was quarantined into these major cities without much knowledge of what was going on um, outside them. Like, things like that, if that's how they're going to flesh out the TV side of this world, um, like, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Some changes, I'm, 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 like, I'm less so, because I'm, I'm like, okay, you, didn't, you changed that, huh? I, like, sure, okay. Well, did you, I was, I never thought that he was banging Tess. That's that's the, uh, that's an interesting in one, yeah. Like it's it's <laughs> never even super strongly implied. No, like, they're just like contemporaries or mate or mates. They're very close contemporaries. <laughs> very but, very close, very close. But in the in the show, it's like no, like the first thing they the first meeting they have is like they're in bed together. Yeah, which I was like, oh, no, they've got they've got interesting. Spe- speak, speaking of that scene, it's the same with like like Joel is always a gruff, jaded dude, and you might presume that he has a relationship with drugs or alcohol, but you never see him like dangerously engaged with it in the way that we already have seen in the show. And yeah, like, right. like if drugs or alcohol become a crux for him in the season, I'm like, I don't know if I needed that um, like addition. Like, oh, by the way, Agreed. Joel's addicted to bills now. Little things like, oh, they, um, you know, they fucking like, weaved around our expectations because the car doesn't get jackknifed. Um, in the scene where they're driving through the town at the beginning, as it does in the game, what happens instead? A fucking like Boeing seven four seven explodes in the distance, and like a part of it hits the car in such a way that they skid off the road and everyone blacks out. And I was a bit yeah. like, 
just stick with the jackknifing, I guess. There, there was one scene, it's actually, you guys, I'm sure you'll remember it really clearly, is, and it was the most video game scene in a TV show I've seen for a long time, which is where, it's that bit you're talking about, Jamie, where the car, but then the other car, I think it's a cop car, yeah, like, yeah. then slams into their car, the whole thing bursts into flames. Yeah, and creates that's a what separate, fire. separates them from Tommy, right? Yeah. Yes, and then it's like, what do we do? You go around. And I think I was watching it with my wife, and yeah. she was just like, why doesn't he just go around the car? Yeah, I said, yeah. I was like, I think it's perfectly positioned against the building as to create a wall of fire, so they can't get around yeah, it. Was it. Like, and said, it's like almost flush, right? Yeah, and then, but, and then, which and then exactly you get the chase sequence game. from the other perspective, and now we've gone like, I don't know, like the way that that infected that chases them um, moves like wasn't. It, do you know what it reminded me of? You know that heavy rain quick time event sequence where the person intentionally fails, and so the detective's like slipping over the tomatoes, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. it was like. What are you doing? Just yeah, that, like, that was a little bit ridiculous. That was very much a kind of like, yeah, when, when the game, like in a game world, right, they want to create this tension, but they never want you to fail. So you could just walk mm. and this guy will be like, I've done that do sequence it. like seven times and I've never walked and I never turn the camera around to see what's behind me because I'm always bricking it. I'm just like, well, run, now you can try run. it. Now you can try it, yeah. Jamie, and see if it's true to if the show is true to the game in more ways than one. I I didn't like the they cut a line. I'm pretty sure I'd anyway, I could be just misremembering. I thought the the soldier says on the radio, but sir, he's got a kid with him. Um, which kind of builds yeah. this, which kind of yeah, builds this moral uh, ambiguity in the soldier. And in this, that didn't happen. He just he's talking on yeah, the radio yeah. and then he just shoots, which kind of made me think. I didn't like the fact they took that away from the soldier, the fact that he was morally torn in the game. I know I'm getting super pedantic. He does still <laughs> um, question it, right? He's like, what does he say? He's like, are you sure or repeat? Are you or something? Sure? No, no, he's, yeah, he, he, he shoots. He shoots. Then he walks over to them. So he shoots, then walks over to them. And that's the point, I think, at which Joel says, no, don't, no. And then I think he then questions it. But he does shoot first, whereas I'm pretty sure in the game, he says immediately, like, but no, sir, I, I think he's, he gets given the order and he says, like, can you repeat that or something like that? Yeah, oh, there's, okay, there's, there's a refrain, something like that, that he says like three times. And that's the thing. Because Joel, right. re- in both things, Joel realizes he's about to shoot before he shoots, which and yes. he turns enough yeah. to well, kill his daughter. Just and kill Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> to hold her in the way of the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, she's awesome to see um, a great video game being treated with such reverence. And like Chris said, no cynicism. Um, a big, uh, you know, major TV, like, studio, um, big budget, big stars giving great performances, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, yeah. Can I ask a really super quick question? And uh, just you just give me, give me a number if you want. What season does Abby still come into? Two. The Abby story. I think, see, I think it's like season four. Four. I think they feel. I think there's like this season, which is the first game, two more seasons where there's like other shit going on, you know, everything that happens in between. And then I think season four is like Abby's Abby's in season four. Four, mate. You, I, think, I, you think two, Jamie? I think two. So I like, I, 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 I have yeah. to say I have to say three, or maybe the end of season two, because I, I think that there'll be a split. But if there isn't a split, if this is just the first game, then yeah, season two. But I reckon that. Last of Us Part Two could be the one that they could split into two or three seasons. Agreed. That, that that's something I will agree with Chris on. Okay. Um, yeah. They, they like, like I, don't right. get me wrong. Like even though I do think that there's a split, I do think that they could justifiably wrap up the season in in one. 
that like the story of the first game in one. I prefer it if they do it in two, just give it a little bit more breathing room. Um, but if they, yeah, fe- feasibly they could do it. But I think the other story, Last of Us Part Two, it's too dense. Like there's a- too much going on. I feel. Yeah. Like you could have a season for the whole fucking epilogue of <laughs> the Last of Us <laughs> like, Part. Like, or, see, so I, I think there's so Barbara much meat in between. I think between I, one and two, there's so much meat in that world. Of them aging and stuff happening. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to use the show as an opportunity to explore story that is never explicitly covered in the games. Yeah. I also think it's not. I also think it makes it less impactful, Jonesy. Like, I, I think part of the impact of The Last of Us Part Two, whether you like it or not, part of the impact is those missing years, and you just don't know what the fuck happened. Mm. Although one thing yeah. I will say is, if they do split The Last of Us Part Two into two seasons. And like the midpoint is like the theater scene, um, where everything kind of yeah. The, then then season three is at, which is when like the story goes back in time and you see the other side of the last was part two. Season three is at risk of being like one of the most um, review bombed <laughs> se- series oh. of television <laughs> yeah uh, in the history of TV. Yeah, no, they they can't do. They need to just mix it from season two, like. <laughs> Which, in some respects, the last of part two has a story that is like better suited to a weekly TV show than it is a video game. I've heard that, yeah. like that sentiment yeah. being shared out there. But with the jumping yeah. between things, yeah. Imagine you're going to season two, and season one is from the one side, like episode one is from the one side, <clears throat> and episode two is from the other side, or, or maybe like yeah. maybe not episode one and two, but like let's say they get the crux of the stuff done in episodes one and two, and then every every episode's from there alternating. They alternate between which which perspective they're looking at. That could be. I could see them doing that. Yep. One and, and then we'll have to keep. And then episode uh, season three, they're going to be just be called uh, the Last of Us colon Santa Barbara. That was see that's what that. Not, no. <laughs> yeah, that would be the that was like the weirdest part of that whole thing for me. Like that did feel strange. Yeah, like it, uh, it works. Like if I look really fondly, actually. If I were Neil Druckmann, I'd be trying to find ways to make the Santa Barbara sequence seem like less of like an addendum. Yeah, like out of, like of nowhere. Any, yeah. More integrated, um, right? Yeah. yeah. One thing that will be interesting to see is when we get there, whether it's in season one, Chris, or in a season two, yeah. is how do they shoot the, and spoilers for the, the first Last of Us game here, but how do they shoot the hospital sequence? And do they put any real emphasis on the surgeon and who he is, and yeah. Joel explicitly killing him, and is it a known actor, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like in the way The Last was Part 1, the re-release on PS5, they kind of had to retcon it to be like, oh, did you notice that it's Abby's dad now? <laughs> I, I, is he, okay, we won't get into it, but we, we did a li- have a little bit of like a WhatsApp thing about how the politics of Last of Us, and one thing I'm gonna, I think will be really interesting is how they handle because they've kind of built the Fireflies up as at the moment of being, you know, the the good guys in a fascist sort of uh, state, blah, 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 blah. If they get to the point where they have to say, oh, no, now Joel just murders all of them. <laughs> I, that's going to be weird. That, 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 that's the whole weird? point of the first game is that Joel's the bad guy. We've had this argument yes. on this podcast. I mean, we no, made no, a we six have. list out of it. Like, come on. We have, but we li- what I'm saying is we live in a different time. The world has changed in such a way. There are events that have happened since The Last of Us 1 came out, which I think reframe the entirety of it. And I don't know how 
the season, the end of season one is going to go down in the world today. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I'm going to, I'm really interested in the reactions of people I, 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 who haven't I never related to it, Jonesy. I, I think at the end of the day, it's still oh, a case of, th- of Joel is now attached to Ellie and he's just saving his um, facsimile daughter. And that's, that's the end of it. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's, I'm, I'm interested in how it gets. I think it's going to be effective for the exact same reason it was in the game. Like a character that you've grown to know and love and sympathize for makes a decision that you don't agree with for the sake of a relationship that you are invested in at the, you know, the, the loss of potentially the entire human race. Like, that's what the game was. I think that's what the show will be. Whether the, the, the broader sort of like public reaction to it is different because of some like different political environment, I can't say, but. That's that's what I'm interested. I'm, I'll be interested to see when that final episode, if they just do it as you know as is, I'll be interested. I'll be. Do you know what really piss me off? It'll piss me off if they do a TV film thing whereby they they manage to do something to the Fireflies to make them seem like they deserve it because that is a TV trope or a film trope to do. It's the boyfriend in the in the rom com where they suddenly turn out that he's a piece of shit who uh, is always at strip clubs and with prostitutes, and that's why his <laughs> wife can cheat with the love interest. It's like this, bull, you know like the bullshit tropes they use? If they sure. do that with the Fireflies, I'll be annoyed. I will be really but they, But they, they, kind, they kind of kind of did that in the game, though, didn't they? Like, you had to search for it, but it was very much kind of like the fucking logs well, really? and all of that stuff. A little bit. Well, like, I think that the game also wanted you to, you control Joel. Like the game almost yeah. wanted you to inhabit that person, like the character of someone who had grown so attached to an individual that the thought of their death would cause you to do something immoral. And like lots of people did kill more people in that surgery room than they needed to. And lots of people probably didn't feel um, that much, sim- like, spo- again, spoilers for the show and the game here, presumably. But lots of, so skip forward, I guess. But a lot of people <laughs> probably didn't feel that much sympathy for Marlene, uh, like at the at the end of that game, for example. Um, like, like, because that—that's—that's the, the the moral conflict that the Last of Us is meant to spark up within you is that you also like care about Ellie and you also understand the complex the complexity of that decision. Um, and I think that's oh, why, I'm so excited that, about these. That's, that, I'm saying that's what creates <laughs> the antagonist. Like, the, the it doesn't matter if the Fireflies make themselves antagonists. It's the scenario, the precarious position you're put in that forces you to almost identify the Fireflies as antagonists to justify your own decision because, of course, you're morally cut up about it because you know you're in the wrong. This is why I'm so happy that they decided to do it week by week and not let everyone binge it because these conversations would already have been had and it would have really annoyed me True. that it's almost like been and gone. I, I'm looking forward to that, you know, yeah. that week by week. It, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Oh, my God, I can't it believe It is that. the return so, of, like, event television, right? Yeah, Watercooler TV, baby, and it <laughs> continues at the time of recording tonight with episode two <laughs> that I believe is called Infected, directed uh, by uh, the one and only Neil Druckmann. Um, and uh, who knows what's going to happen, but I think someone's going to die. Um, oh. <laughs> who? You'll have to watch and find out. Um, now, I would come up with a very clever segue to talk about a, um, uh, a TV show all about uh, death and desperation and, uh, and broken moral compasses, uh, but unfortunately I think any clever segue would be... Um, uh, uh, well, I, I don't think it, I don't I don't think it's appropriate. I think it would be inappropriate because unfortunately yeah. we are going to talk about uh, layoffs that have been hitting hitting the video games industry in the last week or so. In fact, Ooh. over the last couple of weeks, it's January, so to a certain extent, you expect there to be some 
you know, um, uncertainty Shifts. in the Moves. air. Yes, and and uh, the tech industry is sort of is always shifting and moving, and it seems to be always going through phases of overall underconfidence and like over and under recruiting and always trying to balance things out. And unfortunately, those balances often leave uh, people uh, in the crossfire, so to speak, um, and layoffs do happen. Um, on the kind of video game coverage side of things, uh, Fandom, who recently acquired GameSpot and Giant Bomb, among other sites, made a number of redundancies. Um, I think all the... Uh, it's a horrible way to group them together, but I feel like all the groups that begin with the word fan, fandom, fanbite, and <laughs> fan gamer, I think they were all hit in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, one of the more sort of uh, interesting stories because of how the news has been handled and responded to by both the community and uh, uh, the people behind the decisions themselves, so we'll loop back around to it, is uh, Microsoft-owned Halo developer 343 Industries, as first reported by, I think, like Jason Schreier, amongst some others, that they had yeah. been hit hard. Um, and we know that some significant figures within the studio, like creative director Joe Statton, have either left the company or have been redeployed to other parts of Xbox or other parts of Microsoft. Um, but that's become an interesting one in the last couple of days of, as 343 have kind of had to come out and uh, push back against some of the rumors and speculation about their future and, interestingly, the, interestingly, the future of Halo. Um, the uh, Speaking of Halo, the Slipspace Engine lead developer David Berger and 343 uh, Industries co-founder Bonnie Ross have also departed. These were part of uh, 10,000 uh, layoffs that Microsoft made or planning to make before the end of March, and yeah. also on the gaming side, Bethesda have been hit, but it's unclear at the moment if that affects development of um, any of the titles they have coming up. Um, don't you guys see, like... Unity, it, yeah, it's widespread. There's fucking loads, but don't don't you... Like, you hear numbers like 10,000 employees, and I believe, like... Wasn't it like 10,000 or 11,000 last year at Facebook got made redundant as well? 11,000, like, I think, yeah. Yeah, and it's like... Where are these people go? Like that is like, those are cities yeah. of people. Like, where are they gonna go to? Like, that's mad. And I think it was really weird. With this is like last year. Do you remember we were saying last year? Like the video, they were poaching people from other companies because it was so hard to get people. Yeah, that doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of mad, man. But then, but then also like with three four three, it, it it's sad. But at the same time, this, this is what fucking kills me, and it's so annoying, right? 343 have not had a great track record since their inception, okay? Mm -hmm. And w what happens is it's because of the people at the top and then, you know, I'm not going to say unionized, but the people at the bottom get fucking dragged for it, right? Like the people that are just making the fucking game and doing their job uh, perfectly or brilliantly, at some, some might say, but then because there's the lack of leadership or the wrong kind of leadership, and then those leaders, they just go, yeah, hey, yeah, we'll just redeploy you to another fucking division. And everyone else gets fucking hung out to dry. It fucking drives me mad. Yeah. It's Especially insane. when, like, oftentimes nowadays, tweets about layoffs are accompanied by tweets about the, the bonuses or the compensation that was received by Man, certain figures yeah. at the heads of these companies, often, unsurprisingly, in the tens of millions of dollars. And I think it was the Microsoft CEO... Um, I, I forget his name. Um, Satya Nadella. Yeah, I think he received, was it $50 million he received in, again, I can't remember what, like, what banner that $50 million came under and yeah. how it was delivered to him. But it is one of those things where you kind of extrapolate out and you just think, like, even if you said, hey, you know, do you know what, this year, I'll take five. Um, 
How, mu- <laughs> yeah, how much? Exactly. How many? How many jobs does forty-five million dollars save? And don't get me wrong, I know that layoffs aren't about just like let's extend the lives of these employees as long as we possibly can by you know, squeezing every penny. It's about restructuring. It's about looking at the parts of the company you see a future in and the parts of the company you don't. And about like we have a far more brutal sort of almost like well, arguably a far more brutal term in this country where you're being you get made redundant. Um, because they are seen as redundancies within the company, so literally things and subsequently people that you don't need anymore. So I get it's not always that simple, but it's at the same time yeah. the optics of taking home multi-million dollar bonuses while uh, laying off thousands of people, pretty rough, right? Yeah, yeah, it is tough. But think- at the same time, it's like if the company's not working, right? And then, mm-hmm. like, let's say the company's, like, like, let's take the Microsoft situation. It's too saggy. In the in the mid section, and it can't be as athletic as it should be. And the board of directors are like, "This company's too saggy." So then, surprise, surprise, the CEO says, "Okay, let's fucking make some changes." And they slim down, they restructure, and they make the company put it in its best position to go forward as successfully as possible. So the board's going to see that, and they'll be like, "You've done your job. Here is your bonus." Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it, I think because one of the wheels here is efficiencies, hard, right? Yeah. Is oh, yeah. we we need to make the company more efficient, and you're like, why do you need to make the company more efficient? It's because when the company was making stupid money, you were thinking, oh yeah, I'm amazing. This is great. I'll hire <laughs> shitloads of people, and then you suddenly realise that when times were tighter and there wasn't as money much money around, suddenly it's like, oh, we're we're not efficient in the lower ranks. It's like, no, you badly managed the company, <laughs> you fucking idiot. Yeah. Like now you're just gonna. Get rid of the people who do the, yeah. the work on the ground. Yeah, so, look, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, while I completely agree with you, Jamie, that like the, the amount is absolutely ridiculous, I don't necessarily think that the like the CEO of a company like Microsoft necessarily, it's not like saying, oh, we'll just take a fucking cut like that. Like you're talking about like one of the three biggest, most successful companies in the entire world. Like, yeah, fine. That that's a big job that might deserve a big bonus. What grates me is kind of that middle management band. So you talk about like your creative director, three four three, Joe Staten, or um, Bonnie Ross is the co-founder of three four three, and then three four three as this division within Microsoft have been like almost leapfrogging from like fumble to fumble to fumble. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's almost the case of saying like, actually, those are the people that are most at fault, I would imagine. It, like, Sachin Adele is like, I've got all these divisions. I've got to look after them. I've got to streamline. I've got to think of the board. I've got to do this. You know, I'm sorry if I'm sounding like a bit of an apologist, but like, I, no, I think a lot of people's kind of anger gets misplaced sometimes. I, I, I still think there's, maybe, don't get me wrong, maybe not in a company quite like Microsoft, given the sheer size of that company. Yeah, Microsoft is such, such an unwieldy beast, right? But yeah. I, I still think there's room for a slightly more like holistic and, um, human friendly um approach and outlook on you know the, the financials and the way a company is run and and the security you yeah. can afford your employees and like one of the quotes that's doing the round at the moment on twitter is from um the late nintendo ceo satoru iwata who died i don't mm. even remember what like five six, i don't know maybe 10 years i don't know how many years ago um and there's a quote from him saying like I don't think I don't think there's a game developer in the world who would be able to make a game that people would want to buy while simultaneously fearing for their jobs. And he was a dude who, one year, um, 
it's like forget like I think forget like bonuses and stuff like that. He sacrificed his like wage. He sacrificed salary, his yeah, income for the 3DS. as salary. Yeah. Yeah, to ensure that no one, no like jobs were lost, and this isn't my way of trying to create some like level playing field and pointing fingers and say if he can do it, you can do it too, because companies are different and individuals are different, and I'm not suggesting that like everyone needs to make sacrifices because one person <laughs> did, or that sacrifices of a similar nature in other place, other places would have the you know the positive impact you'd be looking for, um, like Sachin Nadella like sacrificing some of his salary, like. Uh, if it did save job, like it would, like it, I'm not suggesting that the you know that we're comparing apples to apples here because I know we're not, but it is interesting, um, yeah. and it sucks, especially like I, I know we're talking at the moment about game studios, but like I'm a little bit more familiar with the giant bomb situation because I still keep tabs on that website. Long term uh, viewer, uh, uh, previously long term subscriber, but well, yeah, I have. Do you know what? I, I don't think I've ever like. <laughs> Yeah, I would be a first-time caller. But <laughs> I know about their situation that they are still uh, functionally a, um, a like a video uh, web, like they produce videos. That's them. Yeah. They've got a podcast, but they produce videos. Um, they were hit with redundancies and lost two. The only two people were that were made redundant or let go were the were two of their three video editors. <laughs> so they yeah. are a like a video team that just like got like sliced down to one editor and now has like. Four personalities, one editor. And they're like, well, hang on. Who, but bro, who thought, so, what? But surprise, you see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. So where, like, it's that middle fucking management that have no fucking clue, no mm. idea, right? And that's what it fucking annoys me. It, it, I think the, the thing is two things can be true at the same time. Like we're saying that the, you know, it, that they, they should have a more holistic approach. They shouldn't be able to get rid of as many people. But at the end of the day, like Microsoft, okay, so they're making 10,000 people redundant. They're losing 4% of their workforce. It's, that's about a bit, almost a billion dollars worth of wages a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're going to, there's no way they can just like reduce people's bonuses okay. and then cover a billion dollars. Yeah, no, but at the, yeah, same, sure. about the same time, that having been said, they shouldn't have ended up in the position whereby the industry was had a downturn enough that they were that fucked. They were like, yeah. do you know what? We need to save it. Like you'd hope anyway. You'd hope that they were in a they were had they were in a, yeah. a better position to weather the storm a bit longer. But but what's your take um, on the giant bomb thing then, Jonesy? Like a video, or let's just call them content a content silo, okay? Uh, a company that is just creating content, and you get rid of two thirds of the people that put that content together. I think the reality of that, I'm going to guess, is that the the what the content they're doing isn't making enough anywhere near enough money, and it's almost it's pretty probably fine. It's almost like a a last ditch attempt to salvage it. In so far as like if you lose a personality, I would imagine that they're like, okay, we've lost a big name, we've lost a reason people come to this. If we lose two editors out of three editors, we save money and we can still produce content. I I I would. I think it's a terrible situation for the team, but I wouldn't be surprised if that means that it's not too long before they start talking, before Giant Bomb starts saying like, hey, look, we are cutting even more. We're losing more stuff. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We're, do you know what yeah, I mean? I th- it I seems like- have a- to. It's like, why, why are you holding on to all these personalities when you can't you generate really enough the- content to yeah. showcase them? Yeah. yeah. And, and well, Giant, so, I think it's a, Giant Bomb's thing that weird one because how long ago was it, Jamie? Like not even six months ago where a bunch of them departed. Yeah. So that was a yeah. That was that was the like it was Gersman who quit. Well, Gersman was fired 
last summer, and three of the other more uh, most popular popular personalities uh, quit uh, the year before. Um, yeah, and they did next so, yeah, lander, they, right? Oh, like yeah, exactly. I, I I personally think Giant Bomb. This is a horrible thing to say, but I think it's like it's, it's done. Like yeah, it, more or less, it's on life support. Yeah, and I guess, the, I think the same thing. Um, and that's and that's sad, but. You, we found that I don't want to get like too into that, but I think we found a similar thing in that companies operating this kind of thing just can't compete with popular people who do it for themselves, like at home. Like you can't a skill up who has a million subscribers and you know hundreds of thousands of views every week. You cannot compete with him um, if you are a company with like twelve members of staff, three talent, three editors. Da 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 da. Like you just can't. Yeah. Like he mm-hmm. he can produce content that people want to see because it's like natural selection, right? Yeah. The people that and people just want to see person. rise to the top. Or two people and if you need per- to get an editor. Yeah. It's probably an editor. Yeah, him and an editor, maybe a researcher, I'm going to guess. Um, and he's probably paying them, you know, like video to video. But in reality, if you've got a team of 12 people, 14 people yeah. that come from the older school uh, internet days, you just cannot compete, man. Like There, there was another interesting take, which I, I don't know if any of you saw it, but um, Andrea Renee from kind of funny games she was kind of when all of this broke she she put out a series of relatively interesting tweets where saying like hey look at kind like of course this is happening look at kind of funny games we are um we are bankrolled by i can't remember the numbers but let's just say i'm gonna throw a number out there we're bankrolled by five percent of our viewership they said Mm -hmm. in terms of like patreon payments and everything only five percent of the people that consume our content pay for it and they say you know everyone expects content but not many people expect to pay for it yes and and then you're almost saying like oh yeah but you know the platforms that you're on like youtube etc you'll get ad revenues like yeah but like all it takes you you see what happened with youtube in the past couple of weeks they make a change and all of a sudden everyone's fucking catalog of work gets demonetized because there's one errant swear word in the first like 30 seconds like come on yeah, I saw that stuff. Yeah, like, and what's you, it? Gets, get, we, I would. Ne- I'm not. I never like uh, be down on it because I think it's amazing and it's like I never want to lose. But the other sort of wrinkle to this whole thing is if you're talking about, especially like in the UK or like Europe, places like that. If you're talking about a company, you have a whole load of responsibilities to employees. You're talking about like uh, amounts of time. You know, um, what do you call it? Like um, notice periods. You're talking yeah. about salaries. So no matter how much money you're making, you're still in the hole for however much, if you're almost like creating your own content online and you are subcontracting a freelancer that you pay as and when you need them, and we've all done this work for YouTubers and we've all done this for like, so we've all experienced it where it's, it's, you have no idea how much they're going to pay you. You have no idea how many videos they want to edit. <laughs> um, that free form, like gig economy style of thing is a lot, it's a lot easier to weather like a storm on YouTube of ad revenue and apocalypse than is if you're a company that's handing out hundreds of thousands of pounds yeah. a year in salaries. And then you, you see half your revenue one year. You're just like, fuck, we've got to get rid of a load of people. Yeah. So I'm not, it's not surprising. It's sad, man. It, 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 I think it will decrease the quality of what's out there, of content. We'll just end up with a, it'll all be reaction videos about people doing this. Yeah. About a new game. Oh game. God, yeah. Which is, the which the, is, the which state is, of content, fellas. Jesus Christ. Which, which is weird when you consider that like there, there are now uh, over like estimates that there are now over three billion like video gamers on the planet, and that number itself is like one billion up from where we were a decade ago. 
Um, yeah. And the video games industry generates more revenue than the film industry and the music industry combined. And yet here we are talking about like how there may not be like any room for an independent press that covers video games on the internet. Um, yeah. I just wanted to, one thing I saw, it's not, not video games specific, but I just wanted to mention because I heard it and I was genuine like, that's insanity. Um, and you couldn't, I don't, you couldn't, I don't think you could do it in this country, for example, is Google are making 12,000 redundancies, right? They're getting rid of 12,000 people. And apparently, I think it was at their New York office, the way that people found out whether they had their, they kept their jobs or not. And this is like last oh. week is they turned up to the office, they swiped their card <laughs> to get in. And if the, and if the machine went green and opened the door, you had your job. And if the machine went red, that was your notice that you'd just lost your job. That That's big David Brent energy right there. Yeah. <laughs> nah, David Brent would never do that. That is that is some like <laughs> fucked up tech like company, uh, Elon Musk, like Mark Zuckerberg bullshit right yeah. there. Hang on. David Brent um, went prepared to announce that his team would suffer redundancies and that he was getting a promotion at the same time as I've got some good news and some bad news. <laughs> No, but he told to him. Which, he to, said it. To he, which he was he directed to, to which he directed to say, "There is no good news, David. It's just bad news and irrelevant news." And he goes, "That's not a saying, is it? Some bad news and some irrelevant news." But, but he said it to them, which is like the, the only difference. I'm saying that at least he didn't like just lock the door and then they turned yeah, but off. No, he doesn't. In. But he doesn't because he does the thing where he's pointing. He goes, you keep you're your job. You, your job. Um, you're not going to lose your job, and it, you're. It skips over them. You're not going to lose your job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, um, that's, that's true. It's big, hey, it's big that's, that's, let's, let's set that as a low bar for the video games industry and video games adjacent industries. Be better than Brent. Better um, than Brent. We should get that. Or be better than Scott, I guess, is, if, you're, if you <laughs> yeah. don't know what we're talking about. That's yeah. it, Michael Scott? Michael Scott, yeah. Yeah, Michael Scott, there yeah. Go, there you go. Oh, oh, that is- speaking of David Brent-like behaviour, um, <laughs> let's put a bow on... <laughs> speaking of... <laughs> Companies apparently run by clap. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> let's uh, put a bow on this podcast by talking about uh, a game that we have talked about. Many Our favorite times. game, mate. Come yes, on now. <laughs> on this very show. And appropriately, as we put a bow on this podcast, they are putting a bow on their entire fucking video game. That's right. Crystal <laughs> Dynamics Marvel's Avengers, uh, as published by Square Enix, will cease to be supported this year there are two dates to note one is march 31st which is when we're going to get the game's final update and all cosmetic items and things like that will be made free uh, in the store and you'll be able to get your hands on anything you want the second date of note is september 30th 2023 which is when all official support for the game will end there'll be no more like updates and patches and fixes or anything like that although it will still be possible to buy the game to play the game solo or multiplayer it seems like most of the content Will remain intact, but gents, as we have no, hold on. Wasn't it? Wasn't now, it? You, wasn't it that after September thirtieth, you wouldn't be able to buy the game? Even I was, uh, under, you, I was you, under the impression that you could. I, you can. You will be able to buy it, but I don't think you'll be able to buy it from like PlayStation. Yeah, or, like you could like buy Xbox. physical copies, but you couldn't. I, yeah, I thought, couldn't I thought buy they were just saying version. like I thought they were just saying like oh, we're just not going to make any new content. No, I, I, I read something that said yeah, I read something that's like it's being delisted. That's pretty. That's pretty significant. I will check because I do have a. Well, Josie, but we we we've joked about this for a long time, Chris. Right, and yeah, uh, it's kind of like a weird feeling to see it finally happen because, on the one hand, yeah, of course, but on the other hand, like, oh, like, what a waste of a talented developer's time for that many years that this never well, turned into anything. I mean, you say talented oh, developer. Go. Did you? I mean, you played the game. 
<laughs> yeah, I, also, I, that's, I, I don't I think also, that's fair, I, man. I also played Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider, and they were great. Like Chris, <laughs> I also played like, hey, this is. Do you, do you want to know why we haven't had a Soul Reaver game for however many years? Because of Marvel's Avengers. Like that, and yeah, obviously, yeah. those that's not a like for like thing. But I'm <laughs> like, Crystal Dynamics could have been doing better work um, over the last three. I mean, or they so also years. could have been making a better Marvel's Avengers game. But there you go. Well, yeah, yeah. and that's. Partly on them, and partly on probably Square Enix, and, and yeah. also apparently partly on Marvel. Um, <laughs> yeah. It just sounded like this was a relationship that was oh. never going to to work. Yeah, although so, like, I, I, I said it right, like I'm surprised that they lasted this long because I honestly thought as soon as they were done with the Spider-Man thing, that they would have packed it up. Um, yeah. I can clarify for you on the can you buy it thing. Mm. So this is from uh, Crystal Dynamics FAQ, uh, and they have said that you will still be able to buy the game digitally. Um, up until September 30th, 2023, um, at which point you will not be able to buy it digitally anymore. Um, you will still be able to buy physical copies while stocks last. Yeah. Um, but after basically after September 30th, the, the game will effectively, um, you'll struggle to buy it. Like it's going to go, it's yeah. going to be difficult to get. Well, how, how long digitally until, impossible. How long until they switch off the servers, I reckon? So they haven't said. They've yeah. said that they're they're doing stuff to the game to make it so that people who want to play it can continue to play it, uh, multiplayer and solo player online um, uh, after 30th September. Yeah. Because there'll be no more support for it. If PlayStation do an update and then the game doesn't work with that update or, you know, whatever your right. system you're playing on doesn't work, then it's going to be fucked. So it's, it's just a matter of time, really. <laughs> I, I one thing I don't agree with on the like you know badly made game. I do think there was some love went into the production of some elements of this game. Like I genuinely think they did some good stuff with like some animation stuff and how some of the characters work. But the game in total, it's like when you put all the parts together, it was a shit. Game. Yeah, that was the problem. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Could say the same was, thing was, about was, Anthem, was, right? Was, like it had its moments. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah, true. It was like like Anthem in a weird way. It was misjudged and it was a bad pairing of developer publisher. IP and idea all mm. wrapped up with questionable execution, which itself was probably down to like issues like time frame and budget and and so on and so forth. Um, like and and yeah. yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that with hindsight, like Marvel's Avengers never should have been a you know a games as a service Destiny clone. Um, and like I think they would have been far better off like looking at the example set by. Other games that have come out in similar time frames, like Insomniac Spider-Man, and just be like, do right by the characters and make a good game. Um, yeah. And they did right by some characters, and they made an okay game in some respects, but it was it was a it was confused and it was messy, um, and it was inconsistent. Um, and yeah. And it was also I do, a game I do that think got a demo. <laughs> yeah, multiple. I think. I, yeah, I do think though, like if you if you have a copy of this game. Get on after the March 31st, eight, get on in April, hop on, and you might as well have a blast and just download every like cosmetic, everything yeah. available in the game, because yeah. everything's going to go absolutely free. You might as well just jump on and like play around with what was available and see if there's anything there just to like give you a few hours of entertainment, because um, it's going to be dying. Uh, it won't be very long. So they're making everything free, so why the hell not? Yeah. yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it is on both Game Pass and PlayStation Plus extra or premium i can't remember which like that middle tier so if you wanted to sign up for a subscription service for one month to attend the funeral of marvel's avengers then then you can do that <laughs> well i've i've actually said that i think we should jump on and play on the to maybe on the last like, day i would like to that'd be maybe cool. september cool. 30th we should uh like or the 29th we should uh hop on and then uh give it a blast 
Just yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. I, I reckon this would be a prime thing for Microsoft to swoop in and buy it and just be like, you know what? All we'll do is support it to make sure it just never breaks. And there's our, there's our fucking Game Pass title. Like, boom, done, easy. But why? What's the point? Cheap as chips because it's just it's content, <laughs> right? Like it's 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 a game, and it's a it's a game as a service that they could just continue, and it's another boat like feather in their hat. And why I not? don't know if it's Maybe. worth it. Could you? How much? I genuinely. How much would it be to buy? I would wonder. Imagine if it was like it was well, that cheap. Like we it's still, could buy it's still it. whip around, right? And. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we'll get a Patreon we'll go, thing go going up. Let's me. buy yeah. Marvel's Avengers. Go fund me. We're gonna buy Marvel Avengers. <laughs> this this was my plan all along because I'm you guys. I'm sure you don't remember. I bought every Funko Pop for every character in the Marvel's Avengers game. That was a because great I, uh, investment. It was <laughs> because I thought I thought it was gonna die on its ass. No one would like it. No one would buy the Funko Pops, which means they'll be rarer. And then when I'm older, there will be few out there, which means that I will have, you know, people go, oh, yeah, that shit game that came out in the, um, you know, in, in the uh, end of the uh, 2010s. Like, uh, oh, those Funko, oh, I can't believe you've got those Funko Pops. So yeah, but fingers see, crossed like, the, for 2050, the, mate. There are certain things where that comes good. <laughs> like, I know that there's a weird market for baseball cards in the States, but like, there are also now people who have like beanie babies or furbies that take up an entire room in their house. And it's like, yeah. congratulations, you look like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> You've got a furby, furby You've room. Got, you got a furby room. And like, <laughs> I, see, I, have, room. I think I have seven Funko Pops and five of them I think are Marvel's Avengers. And one, so one of them is the Titanfall, uh, I've got uh, BT. And, that's the only, uh, the that's the only acceptable Funko Pop that a, a grown adult could own. I bought it for like 20 quid. It's worth like 180 quid now. It's ridiculous. Nice. My kids would like to play with it and I always tell them no because they like to like- Smack smash their hands away. How dare you? Uh, I, I, I got nothing against Funko Pops. They're, they're fun is what they are. But They are fun. You know, they're so. fun. Ma- maybe, not the, uh, <laughs> maybe not the Marvel's Avengers ones, Jonesy. No, they were cool, man. I, I don't mind them. I, know I, I had a lot of love for the what they wanted to do with the Marvel's Avengers game. It's just a shame they didn't do it. <laughs> yeah no I, I i can agree with that i can agree with that and um i'd like to say that it's a a lesson learned for all involved but i'm sure there are going to be plenty more stories in years to come about um uh unfor- unfortunate happenings and unfortunate developments with um mismatched ips and genres and developers and publishers and all the nonsense that went into creating marvel's avengers and making it everything it is and soon to be Everything it was uh, as Marvel's Avengers bids us farewell on September 30th, 2023. And now, gents, unless either of you two have anything further to add, we will bid our farewell to the fine listeners and viewers of this podcast. Um, I have a question. A closing thought. I have a question. A closing Mm -hmm. thought. Um, I would be interested to hear from the people who will check this out on YouTube or on other platforms if you can be bothered to go to YouTube or tweet us. What dead or dying IP would they like to buy? If they could, mm. like we were just saying about Marvel's Avengers, the game. But then Marvel's you Avengers buy wouldn't a... count as a dying or dead IP, though, right? No, because no, but I'm, buy... I'm going to open it. Okay, I'm going to open it out. I'm going to open it out. So like a dead or dying IP, or it could be a game, like a, a dead game that you could, maybe you could buy the rights to the game. So you literally own the license to make that game. Oh, what would it be? Okay. Could, could we get some, I'm sorry, fellas, I know we're just dragging this out and Jamie just wants to get no. off. Maybe because he's, right. he's got a bun in the oven brewing. He was dropping kids <laughs> off at the school. Hey, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm all the happy chat. I don't. Huh? 
Okay, cool. Uh, what would you, what, like just baseline? What would you guys go for? A lot of I, IP's easy for me. Block, yeah. Blockbuster. Blockbuster. The Blockbuster oh, oh. IP. But we're just yeah. the I want intellectual own property. To, but what would you do with it? The logo. I want the logo and I want the name. But uh, you didn't answer my question. What would I do, mate? I'd rent out. I'd hire out. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really hire out videos. Uh, I I have a dream to open a restaurant called Blockbuster Video, and you go into the restaurant, and instead of like booking a table or a booth, you get given like a you book like a table that's a theme. I think that'd be really fun because so much of my childhood in in the states and in uh, and in the UK uh, is linked to Blockbuster. Is linked to like hiring the Super Nintendo and like uh, from blockbuster and every time i'd go and see my grandparents in the states we'd go to blockbuster the first thing we did and hire a super nintendo and then me and my brother would play that like all summer or it'd be in the uk it was like friday nights my mum and my dad would like take us to blockbuster and we'd hire a game and a and a video and like get a bag of popcorn and it's yeah. so much of my childhood stick to that I'd like I, to. I, I thought you were talking about like games though like no adjacent so for me that's adjacent so adjacent, i have a lot yeah. of uh yeah, i have a lot okay. of fond memories of video games tied to okay tied but to if, if it was video. a game there jonesy like a defunct game or something oh that's it's tough man well while you think of it what about you jamie a lot of things that come into my head like really early on are, are stupid because like i know i get fixated on dumb things like when i first went like not super retro, but like kind of retro for me. Like the ideas that popped into my head were things like Gex the Gecko, which I don't think should come back in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Earthworm Jim that could, but I, you need like a really good idea. Earthworm Jim could be sick, yeah. Yeah, there were things that sort of like died in, died while I was growing up that I have like fond memories of that we've talked about in this podcast before, like Mercenaries, um, yeah, Army yeah. of Two, yeah, Kane yeah. and Lynch, um, State of Emergency. Like, just random little things like that that, like, I don't know what the fuck I'd do with them, but those were the things that, like, ended up being either one-offs or one or two games and then, like, very much dying. That, yeah. You so know, what we're that- saying is we are the new Embracer group and we're going to buy all these old IPs and, and resurrect them. <laughs> uh, I, 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 mean, I would yeah, love yeah. to bring back Golden Sun. Okay. That's, that, that's a, a fair shout. That's probably the most, like, reasonable shout we've come up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's others. Like, obviously... It's hard though because you don't know what's still like secretly in development. Like you say, oh, a, a new Dino Crisis, but yeah, like that. Right, know, like, there might yeah. there might be one in development. There's, like, there's oh, supposedly I always forget what what, what what where it's at, but supposedly there's a time splitters like somewhere right in, yeah, yeah. in like in, yeah in existence. Yeah. Uh, didn't, I'd didn't, game wise, the, I'd go G Police. I loved that when I was like, it's such a G good Police. idea and like set up. I fucking loved it as a kid. So yeah, yeah mate, I'd go G Police. Mm. They could they could do an amazing uh current gen version of G Police. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd like to I'd like to know I'd like to email Rockstar and get find out for sure if Bully is yeah, Bully uh, dead or are alive. Yeah, and then and then get Bully, get my hands on Bully if I can. Ping pong. Um, anyway. Table yeah. tennis, Rockstar Table Tennis. Rockstar Chris Janidas presents table tennis. That's the title I would play. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just gotta All get right. that bald head. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's something that you guys can chime in, uh, like Jonesy said, uh, either in the comment section if you're watching us here on YouTube, or if you're listening on a, on a podcasting platform, you can join in the conversation on social media. Our handle on Twitter is at SuperShowPod if you'd like to tag us and let us know your thoughts. But beyond that, thank you all once again for listening or watching to this episode. Thank you for considering supporting us on patreon.com forward slash SuperShow. And with that, 
We will see you same place, same time next week for more video game action. Bye. See See ya. ya.